from the desk below. From the Desk of Low is brought to you by DFPN, That Feeling Podcast Network. Welcome back from the Desk of Low. Now, this is the season seven finale. Man, we got the return of a legend right now, man. QB's own, man, you know. He's a, he was a part of a legendary, legendary. This is worldwide right here. You know, I grew up listening to these guys right here. This is worldwide legend. So, without further introductions, man. One third of Infamous Mob. If you don't know Infamous Mob, if you want the wrong channel, I got my guy, Big Twist. What's good? What's good, man? How y'all doing out there? That's it. Came a long way from just talking over the phone. I know, I know, son. I know. (laughs) How you doing, Twist, during this pandemic? Staying safe out there? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I haven't been doing much. You know what I'm saying? I've just been like... Mostly in the crib and shit, you know what I'm saying? Just mostly in the crib, go out to the studio when I need to do some shit. And also when I, you know, need some groceries, I go get some groceries, whatever, <laughs> you know, man. That's about it, though. I'm mostly in the crib, huh? Man, when this first started off, man, this shit was like gold. Oh, man. <laughs> I had so much of it already, though. I always got shit. always got a lot of that shit like that, so... I'm always a little prepared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, when I first talked to you, man, I was so excited just to, like, talk all these questions I wanted to ask you. And then, like, as I got the more feel of, like, doing an actual interview, I'm like, oh, so there's more to an actual interview. So I want to give you, like, a real, you know, Noriega-style interview. Um, no doubt. No uh, doubt. So, so, so you lived on Vernon, but before that, you moved to 12th. No, you lived on Vernon then moved to 12th Street, the Queensbridge, right? So you lived like a couple buildings down by Marley Mall, and I can only imagine like some of the class- classics you got to hear coming out of Marley's window back then. Man, it was crazy. Every day he had a new artist up there working on some music, and you could hear it through the window. So we outside on the basketball court, you could hear it blasting through the window. You know what I'm saying? Him making the beat, him making the record. You know what I'm saying? So that shit was kind of special. Man, because, like, people don't got to realize, like, Marley produced, like, Paid in Full or, like, Master Ace, like, the symphony, Craig G. Crazy. I mean, he did so much shit, man, that people he never heard. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he put in a lot of work, man. That dude, man, at the beginning, he, he's like the king of Queensbridge, you know what I mean? So, I understand, like, you used to go to the store for them. So, like, what was, like, the first Juice Crew member to be, like, all right, sure, right, come here for a second. I need you to go to the store for me. I, I think it might have been um, 
It had to be between like Big Daddy Kane Whew. or uh, what's the other guy name? Um, might have been Big Daddy Kane, Lords of the Underground, or one more person. I'm not sure who was first. You okay. know what I'm saying? Was Shannon the picture around then? Oh yeah, we all knew Shan. Oh yeah, Shan used to be at my mom's crib. Shan knew everybody in my family. Really? Damn. Okay. Damn. Shan's a legend right now. I yeah, Shan, man, that's my guy. Man, I'll never forget the time when he hit my phone during breakfast. The first thing he didn't say hi or anything. He was the first thing he said to me was Saskatchewan. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, he's so funny, yo. I was like, don't take this the wrong way. Is this MC Shan? He's like, yeah, it's MC Shan. I was like, oh shit. So, but like, I want to make this about Big Twins right now. So, when you were growing up in Queensbridge right now, too, like I understand, like you got to hear like party and bullshit early, like very early on, like. Who brought that tape home for the first time you heard that? Which one? Party and Bullshit. Party and Bullshit? Who brought that tape home first? I gotta say my... Who I got, I got put on Party and Bullshit. I think it was my brother and Noy put me on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? When I first heard it, because he was like, yo, I'm telling you, son, this new Biggie shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And um, he was saying the rhymes uh, when he was like, I forgot the name of the joint, but my brother was all saying the rhymes. And he was like, yo, this is telling you this new nigga named Biggie is fire. You know what I'm saying? But my brother and Noy put me on to him, though. Yeah, because before, like, we, before we met him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like I was going to bring, bring it up, too, because like there's a picture in this book where it's like um, Havoc... And Biggie, but in the full picture, you got you, your brother, and infamous Marvin. And like, the yeah. Ca- yeah, yeah, we we did a show out in um, I think we did a show out in South Carolina, or I forgot where that was exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, so that wasn't in New York. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I know we did a big show with um Biggie and and South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was big. It was Biggie, Keith Murray, Nas, and Marv D. Damn, this must have been, like, before the Keith Murray and, like, you know, Prodigy thing going on. Yup. Man, okay. So, have you seen Keith Murray, like, recently? Like, have you got the chopping up of him? Nah, last time I seen Keith Murray, um, we ran into him on, um, in front of, um, Madison Square Garden. Me, P, all of us. You know what I mean? And it kind of was all love. You know what I'm saying? It was all love. We talked this and that. But then a couple months later, this be on the song. I'm like, see? You know what I mean? It's like, what's up with this guy? Like, some things never change sometimes. Exactly. So nobody, nobody really pay him any attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I understand. So, when, because, like, you have, like, a lot of Biggie stories. Because I do my research. So, I got to ask. So, like, without you catching, you know, like, there's a story, like, that you said about catching Biggie and, like, you know, leather boxer that's some of the fly shit ever so like so what would like initially like the first time like that you met Biggie was that at the North Carolina show like in the picture or did you guys meet him like before all that um yeah we met him before all that so a long time ago when um kind of Maldeep and Biggie first got their first break um we did a tour so it was it was uh, um Biggie and Puffy and it was Havoc P and me and my twin brother. We did a tour across, um, across California. You know what I'm saying? We, I think we was out there for like two weeks. And then um, we're about to leave. And Biggie and Puffy like, yo, we rented a house. We're going to do more promotion. 
Y'all should y'all can stay at the crib with us. So basically, uh, yeah, that's how it basically happened. You know what I mean? So, so like, so from my understanding now too, because like this is like legend, like you know how much people that can even wish people like yeah, I went to hang out with Biggie. Biggie, son. A lot of people. When I be telling people, some people don't believe it. You, you got to show them the picture sometimes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's, like, it's like son, always, this always. is amazing here. You know what I'm saying? So we knew Biggie. Biggie was cool with us. We we had a good relationship with him. Um, um. Uh, the video shoot, One More Chance. Okay. All right, remember that video shoot? Yes, sir. Now, um, if you remember in the video, they had one scene where it was a bunch of hardcore dudes wilding in the video. It was Onyx. Oh, wow. So we were supposed to do it with Onyx that day. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, One More Chance, and just, if you remember how they used to do the videos, it's like, they show faith. And they show this person, they'll show that person. Like, it should be like a star-studded video. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah, they focus on a screenshot of the person. So on the way there, we taking the train. This is like way back. So we all taking the train from Queensbridge, and we got we all got arrested. So we didn't make it to the video. <laughs> damn. But we see the video. The video is so classic and historic. But everybody in there, I'm like, damn, I wish we would have made it that day. Because we would have been with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. but, but they say everything happens for a reason now, too, because you guys went on to do, like, crazier things within your guys' career. Of course. So, do you find it crazy how, like, you used to, like, tour with them, Biggie, at Mob Deep in California, and now, like, you actually live out there now? Yeah, I never thought I'd be living out here. Um, I gotta give props out to my man, Alchemist, and Mod, my man Mod. They kind of was living here, so they were like, come on, man, you might as well just come out here. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I'm out here, really. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey, man, they say everything happens for a reason. So, like, yep. so <laughs> I I dig for music sometimes. Like, when I like a good album, I'm like, man, there's got to be demo tapes of this stuff out here. Man, you're on, like, the infamous QB demo tape on Weekend Hectic. So, like, yo, I got to ask Twin, like, did you really hear that guy in jail? Yes. Um, actually, a guy. We used to be like having like a little rap group when I was in juvenile jail, and um, I used to be using like like the Nas lyrics. Nobody like his first Illmatic, so I was saying all those lyrics. They thought that was me, and I would also <laughs> use Core Mega lyrics too from his first album. You know what I mean? So um, they, you know that it was this one guy had this one rhyme. And I always liked it. So then when I first came home, I was like. I got some rhymes, son. Come on, let's go. When they was in the studio, and they let me do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm glad they never used it, even though they used it later on in time. Say we put the demo tape out, but you know, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. I always thought the dude was gonna hit me up about it, like, "Yo, that's my rhyme." <laughs> I don't know what happened to those dudes. Man, see, and like this was like at a time where like demos were like there was no internet back then, so we like we never got to hear this till like later on for like people in like Canada, Norway, like in the West. So like, do you find it like somewhat like as a blessing sometimes now too? Because like, damn, yo, like that's an iconic album. Like you can hear that album to this day. Like I hear that album almost every day. Like when people you know blast out uh, systems down the street. Uh huh. What was the question? I'm sorry. What was the oh, question? like, like, do you find it like crazy, like how they never used it until years later? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna front. 
when I when I realized they was using it for the album, I was like, that's hell. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it really showed me that I was down from day one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is before this is before Noid and Nitty Garfaro, you know what I'm saying? I was like, me and my twin brother was the first ones to be down with Mob D. Yeah. Besides Killer Shot. Because Killer Shot was the original Mob D member. A lot of people don't know that. Oh. He was a DJ. He was a DJ for Mob D. And this was like around the juvenile hell time, even before that, too, when they were like the last poets. Yeah, um, yeah, um, po- poetical prophets. Oh, yeah, poetical prophets, my bad. Poetical prophets, yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah, he was DJing for them. So, Mob Dick was three people. It was them three, you know what I'm saying? And then I think when they went to Fourth and Broadway, um, the label, they kind of convinced them to get rid of, like, like, they basically saying that's the past. Like Premier and you know what I'm saying, Guru, you know, certain the way it used to be. So they saying you don't need no DJ no more. You know what I mean? It was moving into that direction, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When a group, you know what I'm saying? So so that's how it changed like that, you know what I mean? So that was pretty dope. And like even like when like people suddenly get into the music industry, like, you know, it doesn't go a certain way. But, like, if you, like, follow, like, Mob Deep throughout the years, like, they always had, like, that underground essence sound. Like, like they them, like, even on every album, you can point out, oh, that's a Grammy song. That's a Grammy song. Yeah. You got to shout out Loud Records, man. Loud Records kind of let us do what we wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of helped them be a dope label by letting us and Wu-Tang and, you know, alcoholics, all of us do what we do. You know what I mean? They ain't really stressed. Like, how other labels, like, nah, you can't do that. You can't do this. They was like, whatever, let's go. <laughs> They're like, yo, you guys want creative freedom? All right, let's go. Yeah, so that they was excited about everything we was doing. So what? So they say like it's all about moments that you place yourself in too, and sometimes like you do it by accident now too. So like, how many times do people ask you like, can you take like to ask you about the trade ride to go and to meet Steve Rifkin? And like Maddie C from like Loud Records on the train because it's in this book that how you guys went like y'all caught the train. There's even a yeah, picture every, of it. Every day, it, it was the you know like when we all in Queensbridge, you know going to the uh, downtown. It take it was quicker back in the days. Back in the train system is screwed in New York now. But back <laughs> in the days, you get on the train in Queensbridge, you go to Manhattan, it gets you there in 15 minutes. Boom, you there. Now, driving before was a more hassle than taking the train. So that's why we always took the train, you know what I mean? But going down the loud records was cool. It was almost like a hangout for us. For me, I was selling drugs in the hood. So when I finished, I'd go down the loud records and just chill, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of That kind of kept me out of a lot of trouble out of Queensbridge. So that was the hangout. It's like the honeycomb um, on loud records. All of us were there, Big Pun, um, um, Big Pun crew, um, what's on... What's um you know Tony Sunshine you know his whole crew you know what I mean Damn. they all used to be there Wu Tang like it was just like a chill out spot. Damn, these are like iconic names. Like just for like as a kid, as a teenager growing up, like see you said it so calmly. What we were doing there, like yeah, we would go down to the spot, do our thing, and go home. There's no loud records up there in Calgary. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It was dope, son. The whole vibe, man. I think Loud Records was one of the dopest labels that ever came out. You know what I'm saying? And the way, like, even, um, like, on the Wu-Tang movie, how they breaking it down with Steve Rifkin and all that, he really was like that. He really cared about the music. Because, like, if you're a fan of the music, you want to see it being pushed forward, I always say. Like, 
So, like, most people don't know this now, too. So, the very first, like, infamous mob songs are, like, on early, like, a Big Noid album. So, is it true that you and your brother on that Big Noid album? Yes. Yes. All Pro, the name of the song. Um, um, My brother go first, and then I go after him. You know what I mean? So, if you listen to the song real good, you can tell where, where a person come in at and my brother come in at. So, yeah, yeah, man, that was our first record. To me, I'm mad and proud about that record because, you know, that's the only record that my brother was on. You know what I mean? Literally. Yeah. And, like, that's a, that's on a piece of history, like a, a Lifestyle of a Hustler album. Hell, yeah. Damn. That's oh. that, was a, that, was, that was a classic album. Man. Yeah. It was. And, like, even, like, when people got to got familiar with Twin Gambino, because, like, a lot of people, like, you know, Twin used to go by Twin Gambino back in the day. So I remember, like, the very first time, like, you know, ever hear like of a Ty Nitty or Twin Gambino was on Animal Instinct off the Hell on Earth. A lot of people they talk about the infamous sessions, but like I, I noticed like they never really ask you like your twin, like what happened to like the infamous I mean the Hell on Earth Animal Instinct session. Like can you take us back to that time? Like this is ninety six. This is a different time. Yeah, um you know, for me when we was doing that, um Oh yeah, so we when we did Animal Instinct, Godfather was on Animal Instinct. They kind of took him off Loud Records. I think because um, back in those days, they um, like like right now, look how many people in the game got a smooth voice. You know, Fabulous, this person, Lord Banks, like all these guys had smooth voices. But if you think about back in those days. There was nobody with a smooth voice. Yeah. It was a per it was people with grimy voice like mine's or clear like nitties. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So 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 they got the loud records took they like, yo, we gotta take Garfo off. They didn't like him. So they took him off. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So he was he was on Animal Instinct. He was on All Pro too. Really? Okay, wow. Cause if you listen to All Pro, when you get off the phone, listen to All Pro. And they was like Havoc was like next up, and then they went blank. And then P started rapping. That was Godfather rap right there. Damn. Like next up, Godfather. Yeah, they took him off. So it was more like because I guess the timing with the smooth voice, you know, you know, the record label was running shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Mason died wasn't until later on. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. Okay. I wonder if those versions are actually out there on the internet. Like if you just scurry like on Dad Care for like my mixtapes. I, I think I know how to get it. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're the world needs to do that. Yeah, hit up the engineer that kind of engineered that, that, that session. Okay. See, like, a lot of things, like, there was no internet back then. Like, that's what a lot of people don't realize, too. Like, this was, like, the internet when it first started out. Like, I remember uh, you guys just celebrated the anniversary of Murder Music. Like, that that, that was a heavily bootlegged album. I remember there was, like, mixtapes of that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm like, this is, like, the album? This shit was crazy, crazy back in the days. Definitely. So, like, the beginning of Infamous Mob is, like, a really incredible story because, like, damn, like, mm -hmm. you guys used to always ask P, like, yo, who's Infamous Mob? Who is Infamous? Like, that's y'all. So, like, the very first track, like, that you guys were on, like, on, on a major look, was it um, the DJ Mug Soul Assassin, Life is Tragic? Nah, I gotta say... I think the first song with all the whole the whole crew on there was uh I think All Pro. That oh. was our first joint. Okay. 
on a national scale too, because you got to remember, Big Doyle was signed to his own label to back then too. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was the first one. Um, the other one with Mugs, we was it was just it was just infamous Mob song together. But Mob Deep had a song on the same album. So when you play that album, Mob Deep had a song first, and then our song come on after. Okay, yeah, and it's like that's what I like about too, because like if you really are a fan of like infamous mob, you're gonna know like the three core members, Twin, Time Eddie, and God Part Three. Definitely, definitely. So like, like even like with all of that going on too, like I have to ask now too. Do you remember when obviously when Mob Deep signed to G Unit? Yes, I, I had a great time. Um, when they first signed to G Unit. Um, they didn't even meet 50. They kind of just been doing like, they did like 100 songs back and forth, sending on the internet before they even got to chill or hung out with each other. You know what I mean? But um, I think we was, uh, and, and I think the first day we met 50, we talked to him about the, the deal. The deal was already done. Um, he bought Havoc and P2 Porsches. Damn. And, um, and um, we was doing the, um, the first single they had. You know, out of control, um, produced yeah, by Doctor Dre. Yeah, so so they they was doing that first. That was that, that's when we met him at the video shoot. So that was the first day we met him. You know what I mean? Since they did the deal, so that shit was pretty dope. It, it was it was it was popping that day. Damn, yo, like wait, so you did you guys were did you guys have cameos in the out of control video? Nah, nah, nah. Actually, I didn't have no cameo or nothing like that. You know, for me, as I got older. You know, I'm a rapper now. I do my own videos and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, for me, that wasn't really the most important thing. The most important thing was, let's see how this deal go. Let's see how this, this little wave, you know what I mean? So, I was on the tour, the whole tour with them and everything. So, that shit was crazy. But, like, during the time on G-Unit, you remember the Blood Money CD? Like, when you open it, it had, like, 50, Prodigy. And then, all of a sudden, like, you got, like, 40 Glock and somebody else. You know, when I would, when, as a kid growing up, I always wondered. I was like, "Where the hell is Big Twins? Where the hell is Nitty?" Yeah, I, I'm gonna keep it real. I think I wasn't around at that time because um, I don't even know how that happened, son. I ain't like it either. Yeah, I ain't like it either. One hundred percent. Even though my man shouted, my man nice and oh yes, yeah, nice, you know I mean? yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I don't even know how that shit happened. But I was so much focused on. Working on my craft, I was working with Sid Rome's at that time, oh, wow. so I, it really didn't bother me. For me, it almost put a fire under me, like, oh, niggas didn't put me on now. All right, let me work harder, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because this was the time where Infamous Mob had the third album, uh, Reality Rap. Like, this was, like, around the same time, 2007. Yeah, yeah, yup, 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 so. I don't really know how that, I, I, I don't know how, I, I gotta think about that. Okay. I remember my first scene, I was like, Fuck is this? Yeah, yo, because I, I was a kid. Cause, like, we grew up on that special edition. So, like, when I'm going to open it, I was like, all right, I got, and I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, I know the third first three, but I was like, was it from his mom? Yeah, yeah. That was all some bullshit. You know what I mean? And, like, that was one of the things I always wondered, like, because, like, you know how they had, like, the, the Bob D mixtapes? They had, like, Nice, Alchemist, and all that. And I was like, man, like, I would have killed for an infamous mom. Boyd Banks. Oh, like, that can still happen, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Trust me, Ashley. I'm going to make that happen. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm definitely, because I was already thinking about trying to find a record to put them 
Banks on it. You know what I mean? That's QB right there. Yeah, son. Banks is one of the best. I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like I'm mad. I I go way on your YouTube page, and there's like 11 years ago. There's like um, there's an actual your very first vlog, Grimey TV vlog. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how like you mentioned rhyme addicts, and I was like. Oh yeah, I know rhyme addicts like XP to Marksman and them. So yeah. like, you really got to see the growth of like XP to Marksman. Of course, um, for me, you know, when I first came out here, I was at a bar drinking, chilling with some people, and um, they had like like um local performances. So um, they they went up there and killed it. So when I seen that, I was like, look, son, I like it. What y'all doing? Let's do some joints. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we all started fucking with each other. Damn. So, like, it's crazy how, like, some of the people that you've been on early, like, are, like, actually getting their shine, like, later on. It just shows, like, if you don't give up on your craft, you just don't know what somebody can do. Exactly. Exactly. And then, like, it's crazy how, like, how anything's possible because you were around during the firm era. Like, you got to, like, see that era. And then, like, years later... The infamous, a lot of people don't know like that infamous that Nas QB album like Infamous Mob got their own solo Die For on there. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was kind of big. I ain't gonna front when they first were working on that album. Everybody was doing records. They didn't even call us. What? We was like the fat last people to do a record. I said, don't get me wrong, because Godfather's on like two other songs too. Yeah, he's on the song with um Craig G, Littles, and somebody else. So, so they he, they just never hit us up to do an infamous mom song. So we like fuck it, it's all good. And then right right at the end, they was like, "Yo, we, of course we need an infamous mom song." So um, yeah. Shelton and um Steve Solar they did that beat. So and that had like I remember like it had like the bridge two thousand one like because like for me like growing up like I never got to experience like the bridge is over until after so. But the first time I got to hear like the bridge 2001, I was like, oh, yo, what is this? And I remember like somebody told me, like, yo, sure, that's that's an old beat right there. And then so you yeah, go back. That shit was a classic, classic. Um, I'm kind of tight. I wasn't even there at the video. I think I was out of town, but that shit is classic. That that whole album, is, I think Nas did a good job. You know what I'm saying? He put a lot of the young people on it that nobody knew about. He did a good job. And I'm just glad Infamous Mob got their own solo song out there. It just shows, like, the legendary status. Because, like, he didn't have to do that. But I was like, it wouldn't be complete without an Infamous yeah. Mob song. Yeah, because he was... The way they was doing it, they would put everybody in the studio and then they would just make songs. You know, for us, we felt like we needed our own song. So it worked out at the end anyway. You know what I mean? What did you think of the third, the third reunion? That's who, that song was hot. I like it. I like Kamaka's verse, yo. Oh my god, I, I thought Kamaka. Foxy, Foxy was a little her verse was a little weird, but the, besides the, the other three guys, they killed it. Yeah, they killed that shit. So, can we expect like a lot of QB collaborations on their upcoming Infamous Mob album? Um, on a new Infamous Mob album, most likely it's gonna just be the crew. Okay, saying it'll be Alchemist, Havoc, Noi, Cheeky. That's it. Alright, keep it in the family, yo, because I'm a journey. Yeah, keep it in the family. Cause you know, it's already a lot of us rapping on the songs. Three of us already, so we don't kinda need a lot of people to get on it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's how we gonna we're gonna have it like that, definitely. Cause like 
you guys were really ahead of your time with these CD DVDs. I remember the Blood Thicken and Water DVD. Like, like back in those times, like people weren't really doing that. But I I see now like physical merch is selling crazy nowadays. So like, can we expect like a CD DVD combo for like the upcoming Infamous Mob CD? Because you guys always did that. Actually, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes. So we kind of got all our old tapes. And then all the new footage, we're probably going to make a, just a quick DVD real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like probably an hour, two hours long. Shit going to be classic. Just like things I've been, we've been doing through our life now. And then a lot of the, all the old footage. Y'all didn't never seen none of this shit. No P albums. Everybody's in it. So we're gonna. I just got all the tapes. I got to convert them to digital. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to take some time. But we're going to have that done probably after the Infamous Mob album or during the Infamous Mob album. Okay, see, like, this was, like, I always, like, like to see when an artist documents themselves, but you guys have been documenting each other since way back then, so, like, like, sometimes do you find old footage of yourself that somebody sent you? It's like, yo, I need all those footage that you Of course, of course, exactly. That's how I'll be doing it anyway, you know what I mean? Hey, because, like, everyone has, like, their own story now, too, but, like, back in the 90s, like, there's no camera phones or anything like that, so, like, who was the one guy always taking pictures and that? Like, there was always got to be that one guy in the crew always snapping photos. Um, probably some of the dudes, uh, uh, Johnny Nunez. He got mad footage of us and, and pictures of us from back in the days. He like a paparazzi type dude. Um, it's a, <laughs> it was a couple of them. It was a couple of them that had always the dope pictures and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Alchemist documented a lot of shit. That's why when he did his little DVD... Um, it was, you know, almost all of us in there, you know what I'm saying? So, and Prodigy did, you know, Infamous Allegiance and all that too. So, really, Alchemist and, and Prodigy kind of documented a lot of shit back in the days, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Alchemist got some, he got a crazy DVD right now. We're just trying to get it to come out soon. Okay. And see, like, this is what I liked about y'all too. Like, you guys always kept it in the family. So, I understand that you introduced Prodigy to Al Pacino. Of course. Of course. Damn, yo, because you guys got that product of the 80s album. Ooh, Sid Rome's, um, yeah, that was one of the best projects I did, man. Um, had fun doing it. Um, I kind of wasn't there when they recorded the whole album. I was out of town. Um, Un and P kind of recorded the whole album. And, um, I recorded some songs when I got back and then P got on some songs. So we wasn't all in the studio when we did it. Do you think, like, because you're even on H&IC Part 2, do you think, like, that product you was, like, encouraging you to go into the solo career-wise? Um, I, I believe so. You know what I'm saying? He definitely wanted me to be a solo artist. So that's why he would let me get on this record or help me on my record or something like that. So, yeah, he definitely pushed me towards that solo project, you know, because my voice, I had the voice, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got one of the most legendary voices in hip-hop. Good looking, man. Appreciate hey, you. Hey, it's facts, yo. It's facts. Every time when you bring up Big Twins, it's like, yo, he's going on the Ellis Voices. Yeah, I can't wait to this album. I got this couple of new records coming out right now. It's going to be fire. See, like, what I like about you is, like, I'm going to talk about some of the producers that you got great chemistry with. Like, everyone knows you have great chemistry with Alchemist and uh, Havoc, but there's two other producers that I like that you work with that are phenomenal. Man, when I heard, like, you and Dirty Diggs, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this shit. Really yeah, good. that's how, that's... Dirty Diggs, man, you know, he's classic. He's been doing it for a minute. Um, 
he puts out mad projects almost like Alchemist, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's my friend. I always go over to his studio, so we just finally worked it out and put a project together. So, like, can we expect, like, more, like, cause I would love to hear, like, infamous mob over, like, Dirty Diggs. Like, because Dirty Diggs is, like, one of those producers that's hard to come by. Like, he has this Legend of Zelda project. I forget who the artist is, my bad, but that Legend of Zelda project, holy shit. Crazy. Everything he do, I think, is quality work. You know what I'm saying? He got a new album with Planet Asia right now. It's stupid, son. Stupid. Damn. Shout, shout out to Planet Asia right there. Whoa. So, and then another producer that you work with, too, I meant to ask you this last time, but I completely forgot, is uh, I remember the TNT album, like, Twin the Beat Pro. Twiz the Beat Pro. Oh, Twiz the Beat Pro, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, actually, we got TNT Part 2 coming, so that's coming, too. We got that in the pipeline, too. So, like, is it true that he lived down the street from you? Yeah, yeah, yep. He lived right up the, up the street from me. Um, I think Alchemist was mad busy at one time. And um, he introduced me to Twiz, like, yo, look, you should fucking do some shit with him. And then I called Twiz one day, and I'm like, yo, where you live at? He was like, I live right here in Hollywood. I said, I live right up the street. <laughs> That's how it all started, you know what I mean? So you and God never got into each other. That's crazy. Yeah, so so that's how we got that going. Um, Actually, Twiz be mixing all my records I put out right now. He makes the uh, Grimy Life album. Not the Dirty Diggs shit. Diggs did that one. Um, Just everything we've been putting out the last two Infamous mob songs, he makes those. So everything I do, he mixes. So, like, even, like, with, like, your Grinding Life album now, too, like, you got collaborations on there with, like, people who I found later on. I was like, damn, yo, like, Twins got records with these guys. So, like, the very first time you ever heard of Riggs and Mooch? Mm, I was, actually, I was just in the studio with them two days ago. Okay, oh, and shit. Did a, did a new record with them. Yeah, yeah, um... Uh, for me, I've been watching him on the internet for a little minute, so I was like, you know what, I got I got to get a record with five people with all the people rapping on it. So I got um Rashadi, um Beans, Riggs, and um who else is on there? I think it's one more person on there. I haven't. Oh, Hus Kingpin. So okay. I, I got I got a video to that called the Winning Circle. You know what I mean? That's out right now. So I think that was that was something dope. I think the hood. Had, Hip-hop needed that, you know, when I put it out, did the video, got a lot of love for it because it was just like five MCs on a, on a, a smooth beat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I thought that was fire. I thought it was like a symphony almost, you know what I mean? Man, I, like, cause, like, I got put on to them early on during the year when they did um The Only Way Out. When I listened to that project, I was like, yo, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that was that was classic. That was classic. Yeah, like that's one of those albums like that has like that only Bill from Cuba next to it where it tells the story throughout the whole album. Yeah, yeah, a lot of albums ain't like that these days. Just yeah. a bunch of records put on the song on the album. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and like and like even like with today now too. Like I like how like the real lyricism it's getting to shine. Like with the Cardways, the Gregs and Mooches, the Rogue Streets. So like, gotta love it. Gotta love it. I'm, I'm excited about that. These type of people winning, you know what I'm saying? And it's well deserved because, like, what I what I like is somebody who's very early on during their time. Like this album, when I did my research on this album, Do Ray Dynasty, this was like something like we would hear it like today. I know. I think they was a little ahead of their time. They had no hooks on there. Just lyrics, <laughs> lyrics of pain. Um, shout out to my man. Um. Um, 
what's the name? Tri-State and um, Killer Ben. Yeah. They, they and Planet Asia. They went crazy on that album. The album was the album was needed. They kind of set the tone of what's going on now. Yeah. Know? And like, so has has anyone ever talked to you about like an infamous Mob and Dure Dynasty EP? Because I'm a fan of when supergroups link up. Like you know how like Slaughterhouse and the Locks, like they do a song and it comes out good like that. I would always like to see like an infamous Mob and Dure Dynasty where like you got like Ty Diddy and Kill Ben. Or you have like G.O.D. and Tri-State. Or then you go back with Asia. It's kind of it's already happening. We already got like five songs. It's called Infamous Chain. We're just trying to finish it. You know what I mean? I ain't going to say it's going to come out this year because we got other stuff coming out on A's and the Nine. But I think the top of next year, we'll have that out. Infamous Chain. Okay, because okay, what inspired that question was that was that song that you guys had about. Yeah, um, if you see... uh. There's a couple of songs. I think I have a song on TMP, um, and then I had a song on 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 Grimy Life. Um, Golf over on his album, he had a song. Um, Plenty of Asian music song. So we we had a bunch of songs. Then niggas started taking it for their album and that. So we just gotta get there, sit down, and get it done. I talked to Plenty of Asian recently, maybe like a couple of weeks ago about it. So it's gonna happen. Okay, yo, that, yo, that that's fire right there. That's fire. So, because, like, so I was actually one of the songs was on Diggs' album. Yeah. Remember, it was me, Godfather, Tri State, and Planet Asia. If it was Chain, if it was Chain Diggs' rap. Yeah. So, that's the that, that that's one of the songs, too. You know what I mean? So, we just gotta, I think we all just gotta sit down for like a week and get it done. Man, I can already see like the vinyl being pressed up and that sound. I'm like, all right, let's go with this vinyl. Yeah, it was dope. I know, man. Those dudes are legendary. Put us with together with them. It's classic. So is the album with you and Alchemist still coming out? Yes. Is it gonna be I, is it gonna be food related? Because I noticed he puts a lot of food in his albums, like Alfredo. Um Tea Price know. China. I don't I don't know. We didn't really get get to that far, but I um I, I know it's coming. Okay. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. He just just called me yesterday, took him up. Come on, man, let's get this shit done. You know what I mean? Be a good name for infamous, infamous chefs. Be a good luck. Yeah, he definitely got a record with infamous mob though on the infamous mob album Alchemist. You know what I mean? Okay. See, what you like? I like how like you go for your passion, and I noticed like one of your passions is cooking. One of the things that recently is new is cannabis infused cooking. Have you got into that? Yeah, of course. Um, I did it. You know, at home. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went to a infused parties. Where they sit you down, nice table setting and all that shit, six course meal and all that. But um, I'm definitely gonna do that. Um, I should have my cooking show up and going. Hopefully at the end of this year, you know what I'm saying? And I do, I will do some infused, but some regular too. You know what I mean? So did you cook anything crazy in your lifetime, like pufferfish? Nah, 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 <laughs> nothing, nothing really crazy. You know what I'm saying? Kind of everything I cook is kind of what I like to eat. Okay. Man, I recently got into this show because you posted it. It was called Fuck That's Delicious. I never really gave it a chance. I was like, all right, whatever. But when you tagged when you tag me, and I'm like, all right, let's check this out. Yo, I binge watched that after that one episode. I was like, yo, how did I not know about this show? Shit, it's fun, man. It's just something good to watch, man. You know, the, the, they funny. They funny. <laughs> yeah. They eating some good food. The show was shot well. 
I like it. I love it. Yo, it sounded like you would mayhem, 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 Loren and Alchemist say sometimes. Yo, it's and they they'll like that in person. Definitely, Al don't like to eat nothing, but they want to force him to eat it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it is a perfect marriage when they first did that show, man. For real. When was the first time you met Mr. Mayhem Loren? Because, man, I talked to him in the DM. I mean, he's a very solid dude, but I gotta ask, like, because they do that show all the time, but when was the first time you met Mr. Mayhem Loren? Um, I think the first time I met him might have been out here in California. Okay, wow. You know what I'm saying? At Alchemist Crib, when, 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 when he first started working with um, Action Bronson, that's when I first met him. Damn. So, I might have met him back in the days in Queens, but as far as what I remember, the first time me meeting him was at Alchemist Spot. So, like, what do you what do you see? I mean, sorry, when you see like an Eno or a Fleet of Lord, like getting crazy views on the net, but you were so you've seen these guys like before all this. So, like, what's that feeling like when it's like, man, I got a record of these guys on Muggs's and Eno's new album, Steady Mob, and like to know that. These up and comers were still like knowledge you. It's like, yo, big bro, can you jump on this for us? Yeah, um, I'm excited, man, because you know, all the new guys that's doing music, they all reach out to me and I get on records with them. I'm excited because, you know, we've been in this game so long. For me to still be in here doing my thing is a great situation. You know what I'm saying? For me, if you listen to the way I rhyme on Infamous Mob album and the way I rhyme now, it's kinda totally different. Yeah. So I kinda I kinda changed with the time. Like, one of your albums is, like, I like to like call it, like, a little vacation album. It's Billy Ocean. Like, I can sit on a beach and just listen to that. That's that's kind of what is the whole vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, summertime um, feel, you know what I'm saying? That's what we was going for, 80s vibe, 80s feel. Yeah. Every sample, every sample was from the 80s. So, that was, for me, that's that's one of my best albums, definitely. See, like, what one of your careers is interesting now, too, and I always admire now, too, is that you guys always kept that, that underground, grimy sound. And in 2020, well, in the last couple of years, we start to see, like, the rise of, like, Griselda. But these guys, they credit Mog Deep. Like, yo, we, we, these, these, we learned from these guys. So, like, did you know, like, in 2020, like, it would be, like, lyricism be coming back? Because there was a time in hip-hop where people were like, man, I don't know about this. Yeah, um, I'm hype. I'm, I'm super pumped. You know what I mean? Because it just makes the game more interesting. Now, everybody's trying to outdo each other. Yeah. The lyrics is getting better and better and better from every artist that's in the underground, what we do. You know what I'm saying? So, and like like you said, them dudes kind of went more, they went mainstream, but they still doing the underground shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. they went. They, they are, they, right now, for me, all the kids should definitely follow their model. Just go hard. Believe in what you believe in. Fuck what everybody's saying. And do you. That, that shit is a perfect formula. You know what I mean? So, like, um, I, I kept myself, like, watching, like, some of Prodigy's old interviews. And, like, damn, you know, like, he's, he's been saying this. Like, do you catch yourself, like, watching, like, some of his interviews and, like, catching on to things like you never caught on before? Um, definitely. Some things I, I've been seeing. Because you pay more attention to it now because he's not here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a few things um, that I, I caught. Um, that I'm actually going to use, you know what I mean? Stuff like that later on in time. But, yeah, it's definitely a few things that I caught. Especially when we did a show in, um, in New York and shit, the Blue, uh, the blue Note. With the, you know with what the live band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of shit. 
I got to look at some of the footage and shit from that. I'm like, damn, I don't remember that. I got to use some of these footage, you know what I'm saying? So all that shit is coming. Man, yo, some some guy, some he's a, he's a very good guy, man. Yo, shout out to my guy Lex Lord right there. That's my guy right there, man. That's what's up, man. Word up, love, yo. Man, I gotta ask, yo, when was the first time you met Lex? Cause yo, he got some killer shots of you from that Blue Nose concert. Um, like, like the videos he's got. I, I I met him, and you know, um, we've been talking on the internet for a minute, but we kind of got up when we was in New York City. You know what I'm saying? So. He's a good dude, man. He, he supports that real hip-hop shit, and that's what we love. You know what I'm saying? We need more people like him in the game. Yeah. It's fucking, we're fucking around. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I like, because he's got some killer videography. So when you said that, you know, getting some footage for that, I'm like, yo, I know he's got, like, just out no, like, no cell phone footage. Like, he's no, got, he had the whole thing. Yeah. He sent it to me. He put it on the CD and sent it to me. Oh, oh. <laughs> on a DVD. So he sent it to me on a DVD. See, that's so I got right the there. whole footage from the front to the end. The whole thing. Did Did you and P do that first and then Nas and then Jigga do that with like the Elmatic and the Reasonable Doubt? What you mean? Like, because like I know Master Ace did it first, but like I noticed like the trend, like after. Oh yeah, of course. We, we, see, when we did it, I think when Master Ace did it was dope, but I think when Prodigy and me did it, it was it was more historic. Yeah. And it kinda it kinda made a trend and then a hundred people did it right after us, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think we we the we the I, shout out to Max Ace because he was the originator of it, as far as what I know. And I think we just took it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and to see like because like it's like rock and roll, but like not because like it's viewed as like one of those timeless things. Like how many people can be like, I have a blue note session of like keep it thorough. Like you don't really hear that nowadays. That's why I think that shit was going to be bigger. I think it was going to be more like, I think maybe the people like the locks was going to do it. I think it was going to get even bigger. You know what I'm saying? Until, you know, all this shit happened. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I heard like you guys were going to surprise everyone during like the loud 25th anniversary, I heard that you guys were gonna have a Mob Deep reunion too, like with everybody. Everybody, we had 35 shows. It was like, so I can show you the list of all the shows. So it it was gonna be crazy. So it's definitely gonna happen. It just we don't know when. Okay, damn, yo, that that would have been crazy. You don't. And that was that was for May and June. That was for May and June. Yeah, that would have been an infamous Mob Summer. Yes. Okay. See, like, what I like about you is, like, like you're very loyal to, like, your friends. And, like, you don't find, like, people like you nowadays now, too. Because you remember who gave you your first shot. You remember, like, the little things like that. Shout out to Muggs. You know what I mean? And Muggs and Mob Z kind of gave us our first shot. That's what I got to say. You know what I mean? Man, and, like, just to see, like, just to see, like, an alchemist. Because, like, this guy is viewed as a god. Like, when I type in this guy's name on the internet, it's like Jesus Christ himself. That's right, because I'm saying, when you put in the work, when you put in the work, because you can put in the work and have a bunch of garbage music. When you put in the work and you got everything that's fire, you can't lose. And, like, I think it gives more appreciation for, like, a special edition when you go back and listen to it. Of course. Everything we did back in the days, you can listen to it today, but, like, damn, that shit was hard. Don't sound older, you know what I'm saying? Sound like it, 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 it lasts. And then you know I, mean? I found this recently too. Uh, shout out to my guy Gangsta Gibbs. 
Uh, you were the first artist to work with him? Yeah, uh, yeah, that might be right. As far as, like, the underground dudes. Yeah. So, me, um, it's a joint static selector and alchemist mm-hmm. produce. And, um, me, Planet Asia, Tri-State, and, um, Freddie Gibbs. I first met him. I didn't, I, I knew about him a little bit because he was signing the Jeezy. Yeah. But, um, I think he just broke up and left with G, left Jeezy shit. And he was working on his own solo shit. So, I, yeah, yeah, I think we were one of the first. When I tell people I got a song with Freddie Gibbs, they're like, for real? <laughs> Like, nigga, he always was fire. He came in the studio, he killed it. That shit was fire, you know what I mean? Shout out to Gibbs, man. I fuck with him. Yeah, man. That our dad, that gigs, yeah. That our Fredo? Oh my god, that's for sure. Ridiculous, ridiculous. I heard it way before y'all, trust me. <laughs> Everything Alchemist got in the stats, I hear it before everybody. Trust oh me. my god, yeah. So, like, I love things. So, you got to hear, like, these Conway versions that nobody heard yet. Son. He got so much stuff right now, you're going to see. He got more stuff coming. So, does he ever pull up, like, old, like, because, like, one of the most funniest things that you're a part of, too, is, like, when he's introducing you guys to the bond, and he's like, yo, Muffler loves yo. So has he ever, like, pulled up an old interview by you? It's like, yo, Twitter, do you remember this? And it's not on the of, internet. Of course. He got so much. I'm trying to tell you. Alchemist got a DVD that's so classic. It's coming. It's coming. We're just trying to have this. With the Prodigy estate, they're just trying to fix it certain things. And then, you know, all the Prodigy music will be back online. And um, all, um, I, we'll all be putting out a Mob Deep movie, documentaries, all that stuff. So all of it's coming. It's just, you know, time. Course, course shit, course shit. Damn, yo, man. Because, like, you guys did the, the Loud Anniversary Tour. They was going to do a tour with that, too. Really? They was going to do, do Atlanta, um, L.A., and I think Texas. Damn. And see, that, that, that would have been a good look for his kids, too. Yeah, yeah. And they was going to do New York one more time, too. So, yeah, that would have been a good look for his kids because we had to perform it. Um, all that shit's still going to happen and just the coronavirus hit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, what, what's your views when you see Santana Fox taking up what her dad used to do? I'm excited, son. Um, actually, I got a dope record with our kid. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to be I'm on there. Um, um, Bodie James on there too. Yeah, I think a Bojack. Yeah, so so she she's working, son. She she got some fire coming. I don't know when she's gonna drop all this shit, but it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Trust me. She she just working and you know perfecting the craft. Yeah. Cause like it's, it's crazy, like like what Prodigy like spawned before he died, like like a flea lord. Man, because this dude's on fire. Pete Rock, Buckwild, on his own. Like, you're on crazy. fire. I got him. You know, my new album. Um, actually, my new album, I got a record with me, Flea Lord, and Edo. Fire. <laughs> fire. Us three might have to do an album. Cause Y'all may have to be a new group. I think it's like, uh, it's, um, I just had 30 songs together, us three. So, it just we just sound good together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's the timing now, too. So, I will take up most of your time twin now too. So when when you look at the state of hip hop and like you see like somebody with rainbow hair like getting all their shine when you know that's like that's not supposed to like be what's gonna shine. But when you look into the underground, you see like an artist like like a Rome Streets or a Bug Rock like actually coming up. What do you think like hip hop will be like in five years from now? I think in five years from now, everybody gonna be doing what we do. That's what I believe. I believe that. 
If you don't put no skill into your shit, they're going to shit on you. I'm talking about everybody. So I think it's a big awakening happening in the next year. And then then I think the, the art that we do is going to be more appreciated because we literally put skills into it, especially the producer side and the rapper side. So I think I think it, I think this shit gonna blow up on our on our end. You know what I mean? And like, what I like to see now too is like an artist, like a like a Nori or like a Joe Budden get into media. And it's like, damn, you know, like I used to listen to these guys on records, but now we see a different side of them when they do an interview. So one of my question is like, have you ever thought about doing something like that, like infamous pop? Nah, for me, for me, that shit is shit is whack, man. That shit, Nori and nah. Joe Budden is doing is whack. The only reason why I say that is like, you know, I man, because you know they just they, they they just want to talk, you know, the gossip and shit. Like the clickbait questions. Like I don't know, I just don't, I just don't, I can't see. I can see me doing a podcast, but not really, you know, what I mean. More big enough all the artists. Yeah. And showing love and showing respect instead of, you know, do the bad part, you know, the good part. Like, for me, we need to support and, 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 and we need to support each other in a good way only. Yeah. That's it. No more bad ways. Only. When he did something bad, no. Even though you're going to have more than he did something bad, let's talk about what he did good. Yeah. Fuck all that bad shit. And we need to change when it comes down to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I noticed like a lot of these sites to be looking out for like a clickbait, like, oh, he said this about so and so. It's like, man, like Yeah, man. It's stupid. It's over, man. These dudes are these dudes are done, man. All these people that do that and just try to cause conflict between each other and this hip hop shit is whack, man. It's whack. Like like I see like what what bothers me is like just see like these media outlets, like they'll give a um, an outlet to these groupies, like straight up groupie girls, like saying they're fucked with shotguns and all this, and then they go have like a Benny the Butcher on there, and they don't know jack shit about it. It's like, it's like, what part of the game is where you have a groupie? Like, I get, I get it, it's views, but it's like that's that's not hip hop when you have like a bunch of freaks on the show. Yeah, but Benny the Butcher, he's a real one. That's right, you know that. So when that happens, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like stay away from them outlets. We got some outlets over here. I think, really, the blog spots and the, and the, and the podcasters, you know, I don't know, man. I can't really, I can't say they're going to survive, my G. I don't think hey, so. Hey, I'm trying to change it right now because everyone's saying, like, yo, this fight, because I'm not trying to focus on no clickbait questions. Like, I want to hear about, like, what people don't ask you, like the, like the infamous mob session or reality rap. Or... And that's why people like Norrot, Nor, what's his name, Norrot? Oh, Norrot? That dude is the winner. Yeah. He's the winner. You know why? Because he does the interview different than anyone. He he shocks the person when he does the interview. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that that, that you know what I mean? That you gotta do that. You know what I mean? He's the guy. I like him because he really does his homework. He gets material. He makes, but it's, it's hard probably for him now because you know doing it like this, he probably don't like doing it like this. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah. So it might be a hard situation for him now, but he's legendary, man. I gotta. Respect him, I never met him, you know what I'm saying? But he's one of the dopest, definitely. I think he did Mob Deep, too. I don't think so. No, I, think I know so. he does a lot of rappers, but I, I gotta look that up, though. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I wish he would. That would be dope, because yeah. he definitely would 
surprised them with some shit they forgot about. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like when he did West Side Gun, your West Side Gun's like, yo, yeah, how'd you know that? Yeah, I didn't even see him do West Side Gun. I, I haven't seen him in a minute. I ain't gonna front. I haven't looked at none of his interviews in a minute. But oh, for a minute, I was watching all them shits. So. <laughs> Man, all right. So you have like a ton of projects that people are paying attention now to because you have fans that just know you from Big Twins. And then they go back, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We were talking about deep. So, like, mm-hmm. that's what I like about this day and age. They look forward to Big Twins, not who you're affiliated with. Exactly. For me, you know, it took some time, but, you know, I kept digging the lane and digging the lane. And then now people kind of, I dig the lane so much that I created a situation where I created a bunch of new fans that I don't even know I'm part of Infamous Mob or Mob D. And they kind of don't care. They like what I'm doing now. So, you know, these days of time, people care about what you're doing right now. They don't care what you did in the past. Yeah. So, and I, I, I understand that for the for the younger guys. They're like, all right, pull you a legend. What are you doing now? And then you show them what you're doing now so they keep respecting it. So, that's what, you know, that's what you got to do these days. Yeah, it's facts right there, man. And, like, yo, you got a ton of projects that people are going to go crazy about. So, yeah, I can't wait to see, like, the love that you're going to get when you release these projects. Son, it's going to be crazy. The first project I'm releasing is with me and DJ Wu. Shit is fire. DJ Wu, yes, sir. Yeah, so um, we got, I think, probably going to be like 10, 12 songs. About to drop that. And then I got a bunch of new artists I'm working with. Um, Slums, my man Manuel, and my other guy. um, I forgot to put his name. I, I don't know. I'm about to put out a new single for my first album, for my new album. And... It's one we're doing a video and it's gonna be the Grammy Life. I mean the Grammy Records artist. One song with like three people with me. So it's coming out real soon. We're gonna start shooting next week. Okay, yeah, and give people like the insight of like you as a CEO and what you like to hear in an artist. Yes. Wait till you hear these dudes. It's crazy, son. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Matt, I remember the first time I heard you of RJ Payne and just like, oh shit. So yeah, I I'm, I'm curious to hear what these guys sound like. Now, yeah, now everybody loving them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, getting shout-outs from Evan, all that's crazy. Yes, I mean, for me, if a person's spilling his guts out like that and really and you can feel the passion when he's doing it, of course people going to love it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're going to gravitate to you got to do. Man, so, like, without man, because, like, you're a very humble soul, and, like, I, an artist, like, of your caliber who has, like, been through eras. Like, I like to say that you've been through different eras of hip-hop. You got to see the cassette era, the digital era, the streaming era. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I never thought about it like that. No? You know? Went through three eras, and we still here, Yes, sir. It's some full out classic material. For me, for me, I want to see who disappears. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to see who disappears, but I'm being for, for... For me, I got a couple more years in me. You know what I'm saying? I probably got, like, Three, four, maybe, and I'm kind of probably be, y'all. Y'all will see the different things I'm doing as the years go by. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, so um, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Like four years, five years, something like that. And I'll probably move on. Man, so hey, next five when, years is gonna when, be crazy. When I say yeah, next five years we're gonna get at least it gotta be fifty albums. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, gotta be like 50 albums and I would've had 12 I would've had 12 albums out this year if the coronavirus didn't hit man I hope we get a book too from you oh that's 100% it's called I'm gonna give you the name of it it's called Rich Kids Can't Read I've been writing it for over 10 years 
So it's coming. Oh, okay. Okay. We can do an audio book too? Of course. You know I got to do that. P got me hype about the audio book. I love it. Plus my voice would be dope. And but like just to hear, because like he did the audio book for this too. So when I put in the CD for this audio book, it's like you hear their words instead of just like actually reading it. It just, it just hits a lot different. Uh, definitely. I think that's the future of booking. You know, books, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because everyone's on the go. Yeah, I know. So when you're on the train or in the car, going somewhere, you can just listen to a little bit at a time. And I'm still on this book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So with that being said, this is the season seven finale from the Desk Glow featuring the one and only Twin Gambino. Yo, is there anything that you'd like to plug before I let you go, Twin? I'll say that again. Is there anything that you'd like to plug in before I let you go? Um, I got a few new albums coming out. Um, just look out for that. It's going to be fucking crazy. You don't know about it. I'm coming so hard with so many projects. It's going to be insane. So just look out for it. The album is a Big Twin record. will come out. So we're coming with it, man. Just check out for Big Twins and everything I'm doing. Grimy Records is going to be a big thing in 10 seconds. Oh, shit. See? I'm already hyped. I'm already hyped. All right. And, 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 and we're doing the infamous mob album. It is coming. And you can't rush greatness. That's what I like to tell people. Exactly. Like, Where is it? Where it's like, yo, just give You're it gonna time. be super shocked when you hear it. You're gonna be super shocked. Yeah, because you guys got all better with time. That's what I like. It's like, ooh, these guys exactly. gonna fall off. Exactly. So we gotta get it done, man. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Man, before and, I... and, and, and then you probably hear a, a project with the whole crew too. Like how we gonna do the tour? Yes. Ooh, we're gonna, you're gonna get a project yeah. like that too. Get That's it. both. That both come together. You know get, what I'm saying? Get a classic chinky hook too with the rest of you guys on that. We're Havoc, P. I mean, Havoc. Of course, P. We're going to have one here. Alchemist, Nitty, Godfather, Noy, the whole crew. Yes, sir. And even like yeah, have Rock Marciano do the outro. I'm just throwing that out there. Of course. <laughs> not what I'm talking about. Of course, we're going to put We got to, son. You know what I mean? They kind of keeping alive what we, we created. You know what I'm saying? So. That's that's official. Gotta put those dudes on it. Yeah. Gotcha. Cause yeah, that Albert Einstein when they that's the first time I've heard of a rock boss, you know, and I was like, whoa. I got a I got a, I got a couple of songs with rock. You gonna hear it? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! I can't wait. For Alchemist this. on the Alchemist beat for the Twins project. So we coming. And y'all gonna be tapped in. Just remember that you know y'all know these albums are gonna be tired. Just don't rush my man's. Yes. <laughs> now, appreciate you, my G. Word up. Appreciate you, my G. Too. Hey. Welcome back from the desk glow. Now this right here, this guy, a legend right here. So it's always a pleasure when legends appear on the show. He's from the great era, well, let's say the golden era of the 90s. And he's from one of my most favorite places on earth to Queenbridge. Without further introductions, I proudly introduce -da! Big Twins. Happy, let's start this off right, sir. Happy New Year, my guy. Um, so, Big Twins, Big Twins, um, the one of the things I've always wanted to ask you, too, where did that da-da come from, sir? Yeah, uh, it, it actually came from, uh, like, Brooklyn, we created a thing called Sun, right? So they'd be like, what up, son, what up, son? So it was kind of like, you know, that's kind of corny, because you like, sending somebody like you, my son, you know what I mean? So we kind of came up with the idea of saying done. And then as we got drunker, we started going, Doo -doo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So basically, that's how we came up with that. I'm going to say, I said that plenty of times drunk in high school, sir. 
<laughs> um so for the pe- for the people who don't know too um you're also very big in the edible game i see too yeah yeah actually i got um my edibles big twins edibles i got um i also got the oils infamous oils and um you know i, I got like the woods the backwoods the pre-rolls too so i'll be doing that too you know killing them with that kind of good thing, you know what I mean? Uh, just been doing it for a while, so I've just been pushing that shit, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, I'm, I'm actually about to create a strain that should be been going by the summer. Oh, wow, too. So, so um, would you include your own strain in the, pre, in the pre-rolled backwards, too? I think that's a game changer right there. Of course, of course. Because I got the infamous woods, then I got the um, infamous oils, and then the big twins out of um, are you big on tea, uh, twin? Yeah, actually, I have a tea company called Excellent Tea. I got my number one selling tea is matcha. I actually get it from the farms in Japan. I got pearl tea. I got red tea. I got blue butterfly, PT. I got this different teas from all around the world. What made you want to get into tea, sir? That, that's very unique, too. I love tea, by the way. That tea is the greatest. Um... Actually, um, one of my good friends from Switzerland, he's my business partner, he um, basically used to book shows for me, and then he was like, you know, stop booking shows and just be posting up tea all day. So I asked him, send me some, let me taste it, and then he sent it to me, and once I tasted it, I realized I want to be a part of it. Oh. So you always have to try the product before you actually want to invest in it, would you say? Of course, I can't just product out to people that and they never taste it, you know what I mean? So, I mean, and I never taste it, so I gotta have some product out there that I taste. Well, you'd be surprised how much people would be willing to make a quick buck out there, sir. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm trying to have my face clean and game. Hey, and that's what shows longevity too, sir. That's right. That's what I'm looking for, so that's why I'm trying to be the right way, you know everything the right way. I ain't trying to get nobody sick or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious, too, if you, um, if a lot of people tell you this, too, Twin, too. Um, the first time I ever found you, um, I purchased, a, well, I thought it was a Mob Deep CD, but it was really the infamous Mob Special Edition. I was real young at the time, so I couldn't tell the difference, too. Um, but when I heard that, too, I was like, well, these guys ain't Mob Deep. But, like, this album right here, like, this is way better than what I was looking for, too. Um, do you hear that a lot, sir? Yeah, definitely hear that a lot. Um, since we've been um, putting out infamous mob albums, I've been hearing, like, you know, they people get, get it mixed up. You know, mob did the infamous mob. Always. Always, always been like that. Now, uh, I'm, I'm curious, too. Um, do you still play that album from time to time, too, sir? Actually, I don't, actually, I don't play nothing, though. I'm going to be honest. That's what kind of keeps me fresh in the game now, because I kind of, like, flush the old stuff to the past and kind of just focus on what's going on now. Oh, okay. That would explain it. All the time I get a chance to hear my old stuff is when people play it on the internet. You know what I mean? When they tag or you tag in it, too. Yeah, tag me or some shit like that. Oh. Okay. Or the radio or something like that. But I don't really listen. I haven't listened to Infamous Marvin. 
hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I played that album on the regular because it was just a big part of my teen years too. Um, I'm curious too. Um, with your release too, grimy life too. You get better and better with time. Um, I'm curious too. What grabs me to an artist's work is the artwork too. What made you want to do that kind of artwork, sir? Actually, um, the guy that did the artwork named Sonny Wong, he in um, Northern California. Uh, he be doing artwork for like, like farms, like weed farms and stuff like that, and like you know, sauce, resin, and um, you know, the wax and stuff like that. So he does artwork for that, and he does like beer bottles. He does artwork for a bunch of different companies. So I just reached out to him like, yo, I like your work. You do dope. I want you to come up with some shit, and then boom, he said, I got something perfect for you, and then he drew that, so I didn't really have to tell him to do much, he just did it. Oh, okay, because um, I was going to say too, you released Phantom of the Opera, one of my most favorite recent tracks from you too, um, that's like a Halloween vibe joint too, did you initially want to release that track around that time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because when we first did it, like, this should sound like Halloween, so I think we released it on the 29th of October or 30th or something like that. Yeah, definitely wanted to do that, and that's actually one of the songs from the Alchemist album I'm working on. Okay, too. Um, actually, too, because I always do my research, and well, it wasn't hard to do research on you because I'm a fan of yours. Um, did you really find Alchemist over weed? <laughs> Found him, like, discovered him over weed? No, like, like when you invited him to the studio. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So, boom, um, Boggs, Boggs hit us up, say he wanted to do a song from his mom, and Chinky featured on it. Um, uh, so basically, he went to the studio, worked on a song with Muggs, then Muggs left, and, and we kind of got mad that he left because we wanted to fix the song up and finish it up. Couldn't find out with some little white kid in the back named Alchemist. He was like, I made the beat. And I was like, all right, cool, fix this shit. You know what I mean? He fixed it. So I got his number. He had some good weed. He had some fire weed. So we was in the studio. The weed man can't come to the studio. So we sitting there like, damn. I was like, oh, yeah, remember that kid that did the beat? I'm going to call him and see if he got some butt. So when I call him, I didn't want to feel like I'm using him for his weed. So I say, look, son, bring some weed and then bring some beats. And then we're going to try to get you to play for having a pee. You know what I mean? So he came over, um, you know, he came over actually for like, he was there for like 12 hours and then they had to like, yo, play some shit. And then the first beat he played the song in the Coogee Rap, Mom beat the Coogee Rap. So that's how it basically all started. Hey, and they say weed's bad too, look what it can do. Exactly. Exactly. Have, have, have you ever um, been to Canada, sir? We got some fire weed out here too. Yeah, yeah, I actually been to Montreal one time. Um, it was, man, I had a great time out there. I actually like it out there. I've never been to the, the English part, but <clears throat> I didn't even know they speak French in, um, in Montreal before I got there. But it was dope. And the weed was fire. It's like you said. I already know they got fire out there. <laughs> um, but, and then, too, um, somebody told me that you found Sid Rome's. Is that true? I didn't find Sid Rome's. Sid Rome's been around for a long time. Sid Rome's is actually like, it was like a group of um, producers and rappers back in the day. So it was Evidence, Alchemist, Sid Rome's, um, Q 
Cutie3, that's Quincy Jones' son. Um, there's a couple of them, and they all used to be together. And Sid Rooms was with them, too. See, a lot of people, Alchemist introduced me to Sid Rooms. He knew them. He grew up with them. Oh, I never knew that, actually, that he grew up with them. Because Sid Rooms is a... Evidence, Alchemist, Cutie3, that's Quincy Jones' son. Um, who else? Uh, what's the guy that he's dance? Um, it's three of them in the group, and they dance, and they they rap too. Uh, they have Fergie down with them. Oh. Um, what's the guy? The the, the Dawson guy with the dreads. Oh, what's his name? It, oh, Will I Am. They all used to be together. Will I Am, QD Three, Alchemist, Evidence, Sid Rooms. They all used to be together back then. They all went to school and shit like that together. Now, too, um, because um. The first time I actually heard of a Big Twins as a solo artist, too, was on a Cypress Hill album, too. Do you remember that album, sir? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the song was named Champions. I'm not even sure the name of the song, but I know Prodigy did the hook, and I had um, to the kick first. Yeah, that shit was classic, you know. That was big for me, you know what I'm saying, for Cypress Hills. Let me do something on it, so it was dope. Now, um, before that, you got into the industry, too. Did you always listen to Cypress Hills in 1991? Of course. We thought they was from Cypress Hills <laughs> in the Bronx. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you kind of find out they wasn't. But it was dope. We loved it. Once they put that song on, this on in the club back in the days, you know? Now, too, um, without you living in the West Coast, too, um... You are working with, you're still working with people back in New York, too, like Flea and Edo, I see. Yeah, 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 actually, I just did a record for them. I think it was on Edo's album, um... How's Roof? You know, Mark's my boy, you know what I'm saying? Flea hit me up, like, yo, I just did a show with Edo, too, out here, so it was my first time meeting him. So, we just got it all squared out, and I just did a joint for them. Now, you haven't lost a step, too. When you say Queen's... Uh, people are copying Queen's style and that's not a good look. What inspired that bar, sir? Um, that's because, um, <clears throat> basically, <clears throat> not to say no names, you know, I sit back and watch the younger guys that do what we do or do, you know, do the underground music. You know, you can see people be influenced a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when, you know, I, when we influence people, all right, cool, you can do what we do, but you got to do it the right way, represent the right way. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I would sound like people don't represent the right way. Yeah, because you want, you want your uh, queens to be represented in the right way, too, like Mayhem Loren. The right way, exactly. Now, I'm curious, too, um, wh when did you decide to move out to L.A., too? Um, was it because the weather's nicer out there, sir? Nah, actually, um, um, working on the album with Alchemist, and then, um, I'm actually working on, uh, like a cooking show with Alchemist. You know, I cook, too. Oh, okay. Get your, sh get your chef twin on. Yeah, I actually have a page on Instagram and on Facebook. It's called Infamous Chefs. I got mad followers. Um, I, I, I cook. I cook for a restaurant out in L.A., I just, if you go to Infamous Chefs, look it up, you'll see my food. You don't understand what I'm talking about. What's your favorite thing to cook, Twin? Oh, Thai food. I'm going to say spicy chicken basil. Oh, wow. Man. I'm off the loud, too, so that sounds amazing right now. Yeah, 
so good. I love making that. My lady is tired, so she put me on to that. Um, when did you find your passion for cooking, Twin? Um, actually, when my son was born, you know what I mean? When my son was born, maybe like 18 years ago, my son was born, and, um, you know, I just said, you know, I can't be giving them food from outside all the time. I got to cook. So that's what really started me cooking. But maybe like 10 years ago, I started a Facebook page and, you know, started playing it nice and make it look nice and all that. So that's when I kind of got the buzz from that. So that's why Alchemist, we're doing uh, the cooking show through his YouTube page. Oh, okay. Because, like, that's very... Because, like... That's interesting too to see a different side of a rapper too, like getting getting chef on too. Because like, like even with the tea, when I found out you you were big on the tea too, I never would expect that too. But it's all about growth. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. For me, it's like basically we give our music free. So give out the music free, like a billboard, and then you gotta somehow for to get the people to buy what you're selling, you know what I mean? Because they're not buying music, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, I bought your album, yeah. Grimy Life, on iTunes. I won't Thank lie you, on that. Man. Thank you, yo. Thank you. You know, the streaming systems is, you know, a little screwed up or whatever. But we're going to figure them out. Yeah, because sooner or later, because, like, they're going to need the music sooner or later, because what's the streaming site without the music? Uh, because, uh, the streaming situation is, it can be fixed easy. As long as the big artists say, all right, take all my music off your streaming system, and then all of them start doing it, and then they give more money. It's that easy. <clears throat> we don't even need no other artists. We just need the rappers to do it, and we'll win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, so. I'm, I'm curious, too, Twin, because um, you're a very busy man, too. Do you ever get a chance to watch documentaries? Of course. When I watch, literally, I watch a documentary every night. Every night I lay in the bed, I watch a documentary. It doesn't matter what country I'm in, I'm watching documentaries. Oh, that's very interesting to hear. That's kind of like what I do, too. Um, what's a documentary that made you really open your eyes to what's going on in the world today, like Food, Inc.? Did you ever see Food, Inc.? Nah, never seen that. You might, uh, tap into Food, Inc., sir. Oh, Food, Inc., it's on Netflix, right? Yes, sir. Made me never want to yeah, eat again. Yeah, uh, man, man. I would like to hear your perspective on that, Twin. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's 100% flat. Um, I, uh, the, the, see, the thing is, we don't really care if it's flat or not. You know what I mean? Because I consider myself one of the flat community. We don't, get, we don't care if it's flat. We just want to know how all the governments are lying and what's at the end of the, the ice wall. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the only thing we really care about. It doesn't matter if it's flat. You know what I mean? We just want to know what's at the end of that wall. That's right. Um, I'm curious too, Twin. Um, because back back in the '90s too, um, internet wasn't even like you know that big back then too. Um, did you watch a lot of documentaries in the '90s? And if so, how did how did you get them, sir? Oh, I 
initially. Never got into it until probably when YouTube started going around. When YouTube first hit the market, that's when I started getting into it. Oh, would you say that um, P put you onto YouTube? Because I of remember, course. I remember when P released of Return of the Mac. Oh my God, I was going crazy for that. I would have never even looked at that stuff or none of that stuff. You know what I mean? P really showed me the direction, and then and it got to a point. I watch it so much now. P had no time, at, you know, before he passed. So he would call me and say, "Yo, what's the new shit?" And I used to send him all the new documentaries I've been seeing. You know what I mean? So I kind of was at the end. He got me to a point. I was watching way more than him, and then I was sending him information. Yeah, because, like, when, once you find, like, the wonders of YouTube and the do little documentaries that people put together, oh, my God, you can you can get lost on there. Yes. I love it. Better <laughs> than watching TV, I'll tell you that. Yes, um, I'm, I'm curious, too. Um, Have you done any acting before, Twin? Yeah, uh, you know, I played in the murder music movie. Classic. Uh, I had, yeah, I had a nice part in there. Um... I did some other acting, but it just never came out. Um, the reason why I asked, too, um, I see, um, you, you have a movie coming out, if I understand? Yeah, you know, everything, yeah. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I got a web series, um, called The Grindy Ones. I've been working on it for, like, over a year, and I'm just slowly putting it together, and hopefully we have something for the people to see, maybe, like, 13 episodes in the next five, six months. Oh, okay. Cause um, I, I um, I'm curious too. Um, what inspired Grimy Ones and that title too? Uh, cause kind of, kind of how I live my life. You know, when I was in the streets, you know what I'm saying. I was super grimy. Like, I would go to the club, meet a girl. You know, she liked she liked me. We go to her crib, and then I would take all the money and leave. <laughs> you know, after we had sex she goes to sleep I'm like I am out peace she's like alright peace and then in the morning yo did you see like 400 an hour I'm like nah I ain't see I see shit sure I don't know what you're talking about yeah so kind of cause, so me being a certain way kind of you know I used to always say I'm the grimy motherfucking one and you know drunk and it's kind of just stuff you're just like develop out of nowhere you know what I mean yeah, um, cause with you having like a longevity in the game too, like you don't have to do stuff like that anymore. But that just shows the passion is still there. Of course, of course, definitely. Yeah, you know, um, doing this shit for a while, so it's fun, but it's not fun. You know, it's not fun no more traveling everywhere. You know, because the past two years I've been going all around the world. I seen. And that kind of been burning me out a little bit. So um, I'm kind of creating different businesses, so I don't have to travel so much. You know what I mean? What, do, you, do you do a lot of traveling for music as well, too? Like overseas, like Russia, Japan? Because I seen you did a Japan a tour, too. And man, they love big twins out there. Yeah, yeah 2018, I did Japan and Europe. And then a year before that, I did Russia and Brazil Europe. And then the year before that, I did the whole Europe. So I'm like always traveling. It's like fucking stressful. <clears throat> um, and then I've been traveling around the United States to, to that, that too. So it's like, just, just need to put the brakes on 
And just rest up in L.A. and smoke a good backwards, pre-rolled backwards. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm working on a few albums, like maybe five albums. I'm going to start dropping back-to-back. Oh, wow, five albums. Wow, you stay busy. Yeah, yeah, I try to do a lot at one time. This time I try to have, like, at least four or five done, and then I start dropping them and dropping the videos and, you know, the vinyl and stuff like that. Um, I noticed, too, that you and Raz Kaz, too, have a banner on that album, We Marvin of Godfather and Foul Monday, too. But you known Raz Kaz for a while, too. Um, do you remember the first time you ever met Raz Kaz? He was one of my very first guests. Um, first time meeting Raz Kaz is before he went to jail. And, um, he was in New York. He had an apartment in New York. And then, um, you know, my man brought me over there. Actually, 40 Glock brought me over there. I don't know if y'all know him. Yes, sir. He's a Yeah, so 40 Glock brought me over there. And then, Raz, yo, you can, basically, they left. They said, you can hold the crib. So he gave me the keys, and they left. And I had a ill crib um, and in Queens for, like, six, five, six months. And they never came back. I'm like, what the fuck? Nobody's talking about, nobody's knocking on the door about the bills. The bills are being paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you started wondering what's going on. Room, and then this, 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 this white girl walks in and say, who the fuck are you? And this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> came to find out it was her and Raskai's crib. So, you know what I'm saying? I dipped out. I was like, all right, I'm out. Last told me the whole house down. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we go way back. Actually, I just rented his crib for like in November. I had it for like the whole November or something like that. December, half of November or something like that. I just rented his crib because he was out of town in Australia and he gave me his crib. So, you know, we go way back. Me and him and very real good friends, Planet Asia. It's a bunch of us people kind of like a team. And, and that's good to see that you guys maintained that relationship all those years, too. You guys still talk about uh, when that white girl came into the apartment? Oh, yeah, actually, I was talking to him recently about this shit. Um, he had a performance recently. I went over there to hang out with him, and we was talking about that shit. Okay. He didn't tell me he was going to jail. He just said, right, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Then I ain't here for him two years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. So I just hold it down, Twin, I'll be back. Crazy. Um, you um also put a lot of emotion into your music too, like the song Memories or Cut Off My Right Hand too. Um I'm I'm curious, Twin, would you ever make a personal personal album, like a Booker Ryan personal album? I would, I would. I would. I kind I kinda try to do that every song. Every time I'm writing some music or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to really sit down and really personalize it, I don't know. Because for me, it will be, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if I would do that. Because you have a interesting, interesting story, too. And for you to for be able to put that in a music and make a whole album with emotion-driven, too, I think the underground would really enjoy that. And not, not even the underground, too. I think the mainstream would enjoy that as well. I'm definitely writing a book. You know what I mean? I'm definitely going to write a book. Oh, uh, that's actually my next question. <laughs> give you the title. The title will be called Rich Kids Can't Read. 
so that's going to be the title of the book. It's about me and my family, my brothers, my sisters, my moms. It's about our life, you know what I mean? Oh, well, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that you're writing a book, and, um, and I'm curious too. Um, would you consider making that book a three-parter, or did you kind of just want to do it all in one go? Because I notice people do kind of like a three-part book series. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I could do a three-part book series, but then you're gonna you're gonna, you gonna have the multi-movie. It's gonna be in theaters. It's about my life too. You know what I'm saying? Then you got the multi-documentary. So, I don't know. I don't know. I might just do one book. A long read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and... But I'm definitely doing cookbooks, so I'm going to have a few of those. Would you ever... Because my, my, my personal book, I probably won't finish it for until I'm like 50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I probably won't put it out for a little while because I want to be successful in the weed industry, the tea industry, and the cooking industry, so... Just to show the growth of when I music until now, you know what I mean? Until sure. we start doing something bigger, you know what I mean? So I'm just writing this slowly. I ain't in no rush. And plus, you can't you can't rush greatness. Yes, can't do that. When when you watch, um, I don't know if you watch this, but if you seen Straight Outta Compton to um, that that Mob Deep movie, man, that Mob Deep movie is gonna be crazy. Listen. Whoever made the Straight Outta Compton movie, I want them to shoot that movie. You know what I mean? Without some um to do it, we just gotta go through a little more um financial shit with um Prodigy's Estate, and once we finish that, we'll be ready to roll. So hopefully, twenty twenty, we start shooting. And because you you're definitely a key part in that story. Oh yeah, actually, I'm gonna sit down and tell. I know the story better than. Everybody else, actually. You know what I mean? That's true. Because don't forget, I'm the one that pulled in Noid. I'm the one that pulled in Alchemist, Nitty, Golf, or Chinky. I'm the one that, you know what I mean? Cause it was just me, Happy, P, and my twin brother, and Killer Shaw. You know what I mean? He used to be in the studio back in the days. And and to think, too, what if you weren't around all those times, too? What you mean? Like what? Like what if you never met P or Havoc too? Like, like, do you ever think about times like that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because it's all about it's all about certain situations you put yourself in in life. If I, I'm gonna keep being honest. Uh, if I ain't meet them, I don't know what the fuck I'll be doing. I really, really don't. And P always looked out for you too. That's how I knew he was a real one. Yeah. He was he was the trooper. He always held it down. Always keep it real. Be honest up front. He's a great friend, for real. Mm. One of the greats, and that's the definition of a legendary, there, people. Yeah, of course. Cause you know he keep it real always, and plus he's literally trying to teach people stuff. You know what I mean? So you got to give him props for that too. You know, um, he's the main reason why I'm woke. Exactly. Me too. Me too. Well, at least we know it. Um, you're always um big twins too. Being woke and getting onto YouTube, filling in P too. I actually never knew that you were filling in P with the YouTube as you went on. Yeah, yeah, man. Cause I, I'm like super deep. Like I said tonight, I'm probably have my phone be a little dead. Charge it up, smoke me some weed, full blunt, get right in the bed and 
doing some YouTube videos <laughs> every fucking night for over 12 years by now, 15 maybe. Um, I'm curious too, you still have a relationship with Chinky and Godfather Part 3 and Ty Nitty too, um, what, um, what made you want to put them on the album too, um, especially Chinky for the solo, I mean for the intro, cause she killed that intro, woo, shout out to Chinky. Yeah. Actually, um, you know, it was the last time P gonna be on, like, you know, it was like the last time all of us would be on something together, so for me, that's why I kind of did the beginning of the album with Chinky, Infamous Mob, you know, Alchemist, um, fucking Havoc and Pete, you know what I'm saying? Because that's like the original crew and all that. I had to do that, man. I had to do that. Like the last time for all of us to be together on something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the reason why I did that. And um, what's your relationship with Cormega these days, Twin? I actually just went to his website and bought what his hat. Because um, I love the style of his hat. Nigga was always a dope dude when he came out of clothes. You know, he understands it, you know what I mean? Since way back. So me and him, cool. He actually, I hit him up. He's about to perform here in like three weeks. And I told him to come over there and fuck with him. So yeah, our relationship is great, son. Huh? I'm glad to I, see. I was just in Switzerland with him performing, so we had a great time. And um, I'm curious too. In Switzerland too, um, when you go overseas too, um, do you notice that the crowds are more amped up as opposed to the, in the U.S. too? Because Europe, they love hip hop over there. Hell yeah! Um, of course. At the end of the day, I don't really get no shows in America. You know, lately I've been on good, I mean, good stroll, I mean, good like run, but really, most of the time I'm performing is overseas. I don't really perform in America. So weird, but I don't. Okay. Uh, um, well, you know what? That that Europe, that international travel is probably way better than the U.S. anyway, too. But it just it's like what you said. Yeah. It gets tiring. You do the zombies out here. You already know. <laughs> um, do you still talk to Bows and Hooks? Not really, but I've seen... I've seen Mike and Bars maybe... Uh... Um, I'm I'm curious too because uh, we're both weed smokers too, and you did a lot of traveling. What's the biggest, like the biggest blunt that you ever got to smoke? Like the biggest blunt. Hmm. I gotta say California at the weed at the um, weed festival. You know what I mean, huge. Like I put like fucking five ounces in there. Oh the shit! Show, yeah, that shit was woo. That shit had me. Um, because, uh, too, you said that you can eat a whole bag of edibles and go to sleep. I did that once, didn't go so well. Yeah, I, man, I do it all the time. I, my tolerance is high, so I can, I can eat edibles and smoke some weed and hit some wax and, you know, um, smoke some dissolent. I can, you know, I can do it all. I'll be up. Oh my god, that, that that wax is some next level stuff. I can't go near that. I have an asthma. Like the, the TEC oil? Yeah. You know the oil? 
talking right now. <laughs> and it def- <laughs> I was just gonna say it does sound fire over there. Um, I'm curious too, cause uh, people always hit me up about that interview with him, and um, that's actually how I met Lex Armor Life. He's been putting me on to Mad Talent too. Um, I'm curious, um, how did you meet Flea Lord? People hit me about that interview all the time. Basically, I met him when I first met him. I actually unfollowed him on Instagram, cause who doesn't follow me? I kind of unfollow him. And then Prodigy called me. He's like, yo, what up, son? Yo, you just unfollow somebody on Instagram? I'm like, yeah. Some guy named Fleas or whatever. He's like, yeah, that's my man, man. Um, could you add him? I'm like, no, I ain't add him. He, he, he's not following me. You know what I'm saying? So I guess the guy, he called him, he followed me. And then um, he's like, well, when you're in New York, come meet him. You know what I'm saying? So when I went over there and met him, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Plus, he was holding pee down. Anybody holding P down is a good money with me, you know what I mean? So that's how we kind of got good cool. Now, too, um, you guys have a fire collabo, too. Um, did you guys um, do that record when you all first met? Or did you, like, do you have to have a relationship with someone before you collab with them, Twin? Nah, it's a thing you pay me, I'll get it done. But it's this regular dude. For me to do a regular, like, collabo, you kind of got to have. I kind of did that for P, you know what I'm saying, at first, you know what I'm saying, but now he kind of got getting his name popping, so I will do it. For me, is I will do music with people if it would benefit me. Okay. Wh- if you pay me, that's a different story, but just anybody hit me up like that, know me and this and that, it got it to make sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you just can't do it, like, if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, trust me, I do... I do tons of features. Right now, I got five of them backed up right now. I got to do a feature for a bunch of people. But, you know, and they all free, too. So, you know, when they free, I got to go to the studio, pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're investing in your time. Exactly. So that's why it definitely has to benefit me. For me to do anything for anybody. Now, um, for you... Twin, too, um, this is the thing I always tell people, too, and I think that when you tell people, I think people will understand how 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 much of a asset is it to invest in yourself, because I tell people all the time, if you want to be anything, you have to invest in yourself. Man, man, like, my whole career, I kind of didn't do that, you know what I'm saying? Like, the most money I spent on the album... I got in my own pocket was grimy life. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's very important, man, to do that. Because waiting on somebody to give you some money that put an album out or, you know what I'm saying? The best thing to do is invest in yourself. Because you don't got to be on nobody's time. You can move when you want to. So I definitely invest in yourself. It don't got to only be music. It could be anything. T-shirts, this, that, whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? And it, then you don't have to answer nobody. When you invest in yourself, you're the boss. That's the most important thing. Because if you don't invest in yourself, you're a worker. That's right. You're a soldier, whatever you want to call it. 
Well, um, Mr. Uh, Twins, too, um, I won't take up much of your time, too. Um, this is the last question I asked all my guests, too. Um, but before I, I ask you that question, too, um, you know that saying, give people flowers while they're here? I just wanted to let you know, sir, that your music, like, all those years ago, played a big part of my teen and childhood years. So I just wanted to say thank you very much for even affecting my life when you didn't even know me all those years ago. Thanks, man. That, that means a lot, you know, really, man. And, you know, we just try to keep it, you know, honest. You know what I'm saying? We try to be honest in the music, and hopefully people can relate to it. Definitely did, sir. Um, and th with this being said, um, this is my last question, too, and I'm curious to hear your answer on this, too. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Hmm. That's a good one. And you can take your time. I understand it's a tough one, too. Yeah, for me, for me I, if you want to say, like, if you're in a dark place, and, and for me, if you be if you be honest with yourself and be honest with other people, I think it's hard to get in a dark place. You know what I'm saying? When you be honest with yourself and honest with other people, I think you will always be in the light. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I say honest with yourself, it's like eating well, um, you know, being loyal to your girl, or you know what I'm saying? Being, real with your people or anything like that so that's what I say and, there, and I like that answer too when you, especially when you said that, like eating right and being loyal to your girl because the reason why I asked that question every person answered it differently too and that's why I love hearing other people's perspectives because somebody may be the biggest twin fan out there and hear that and it will save them so that's what I want to do with this podcast just save people's lives from suicide yeah yeah, yeah, no, no. Actually, I was just reading. Um, you know, they're saying it's you know the suicide is up, and the drug people dying from drugs is up right now, and stuff like that. You know, uh, suicide is tough because you know, you know, I don't really know nobody that did that. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, I know when I was in juvenile jail back in the days, I suddenly tried to hang myself and I saved them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. I don't know nobody I grew up with literally trying to kill himself, so it's a tough, that's a tough one, man. I don't, I, I still don't understand how people will get to that level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because most people that probably did kill themselves, they didn't go through a quarter of the stuff I went through in my life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, cause and, and, you know, it's, it's all, um, like, like when somebody passed away, you know, one person might break down and be fucked up forever. You know what I'm saying? Because they never passed away or something like that. It's all about the, how strong a person is. You know what I mean? Not to not to put down the people that do go through that, but it's a, you got to be strong, man. You really, really got to be strong in this world. Um, it, uh, it's gonna get worse before it get better. You know what I mean? We didn't see the real shit yet until you know. Um, um major casualties when that happens then I think things will be a little better you know what I mean yeah and I hate to say that but you know it gotta get worse before it gets better but that's you know the weather didn't get worse yet you know that's not it's the bad but it didn't get to a point we can't live in certain states I like how you said that too because like 
something always worse has to happen before something gets better, too. I like that. That's true, though. Yeah. I mean, what I'm talking about is extremes. It's like half of the people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only way people will wake up. You know what I mean? And hopefully that won't happen. But, you know, hopefully people just wake up in general. But it doesn't look like that right now. Mm-hmm. Especially when I look at Congress arguing every day and just being clowned. Yeah, that's true. Even our government fu- is fucked up out here, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Look at the terrorist attacks happening out there. Come on now. Now, like, come on now. Yeah. That was orchestrated. Yeah, you know, I say that, too. I- I've been saying that. All that shit is orchestrated. And y'all got to stay woke out there, people. Uh, all I know is these people do terrorist attacks, and you never hear from them again. They get locked up, and you never hear from them again. It makes you wonder where to go to. Hmm. Hey, fucking put him in a jail and walk him out the back door. Good job. Here's a stack of cash. Here's, a, <laughs> here's an island. Yeah. Um, we'll call you on the next go around. Yeah, that's facts. Um, but with that being said, Big Twins too, I know you're a busy man too. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug in before I let you go, Twin? Um, You know, Grimy Life is out right now. Um, you can go to my YouTube page. It's Big Twins with a Z, QB. I got fucking tons of videos on there. Um, my Instagram is Big Twins, QB, with an S. Um, oh, my God, I got a new album coming out with Alchemist. Um, uh, I got a cookbook coming. Look out for it. Go to excellentea.com. Go buy some tea. We got soap. We got matcha soap. All kinds of crazy stuff on there. Go on there and check that out. And just look out for Big Twin. I got a bunch of stuff coming for 2019 and 20. And we will most definitely throw up all those links too so the people can get in tune with everything that you got going on, Twin. No doubt, man. If you ever hear anybody want to do a show up here, let me know. I'll be up there ASAP. That sounds good. I'll bring the loud for you on, on the house. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And um, with that being said, too, there's a legend right here from the desk low featuring my guy, Big Twins. Peace, my G. You got my number. Hit me anytime. All right. Sounds good, my G. Peace out, my G. All right. Peace.